super good looking. In the modeling and fashionista industry, outfit-based offenses are considered especially repulsive. In the podcast industry, dedicated garment gumshoes who investigate these faux pas are members of an elite squad known as the Podcast Police. These are their stories. Dun dun. Dun dun. <sighs> I'm up to my ears in fashion felonies and apparel atrocities. Bri Breezy, where are you? What are you doing? Oh, great. Another clothing catastrophe. What is this, a dirty jumpsuit you're wearing? You're lucky my tag partner isn't here right now. Well, what if he was? <gasps> Breezy! You truly are a master of disguise. How's all the recog... recognit... recognis... undercover work going? I knew what you meant. Check the podcast world's filthy with fashion felonies. Exhibit A, Peter Rosenberg wears t-shirts under a sports coat. <gasps> Exhibit 2, Awful. Perry Jericho draws are the same color as her credenza. Wow. Exhibit U. Day one is H. What does that even mean? I don't know. I don't know if anyone knows. But you know what I do know? The, uh, these other shows out there, they're good. They're scary. Their hair is just so well conditioned and luscious, and we don't have a, we don't stand a chance. And you're on the cakes. Slap out! Damn it, man! Snap out of it! You're in too deep, man. You're not a janitor. You're flying, flying Brian, the flyingest Brian of all the Brians. Okay? Thanks, man. I needed that. What in the Versace's name am I even wearing? Shh. You had to do what you had to do, and someday. We will be the number one podcast in all the land. And then finally, our day one will be, will be H. H. Welcome to another episode of the You Wish You Could podcast. It's the god that runs the pod. Mike Canatella here. Uh, back another episode. Sorry I missed a couple. Um, I am here and I am better than ever. Um, along with Flying Brian, the new face of podcasts. What's up, people? And of course, the multimedia Maharaja himself, Dan. You may now all bow at my feet. <laughs> Uh, so we got, uh, we got a decent amount to get to. Uh, we're going to have a heavy gorilla, it seems. Um, I'm going to basically shit on a bunch of marks, and uh, then we're going to talk about Raw, SmackDown, and a couple of other things. Um, but of course, before all that, let's quickly hear a word from our promotional spot people. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you wish you could podcast, but first... Let's get some uh, some of our buddies over there that we'd like to give a nice shout-out and plug to. First, Two Extreme Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's a new wrestling podcast coming to the world of podcasts, hosted by my good buddy, Chris. He's going to dive deep into the indies and all other promotions, as well as WWE. So take a peek at Two Extreme Pro Wrestling Podcast. 
Also, don't forget about Downright Networks, the place that started all here for us. Uh, so we turned to to start up our website, and they helped us definitely start this podcast as well. Uh, check them out, guys, if you need help with your podcasting or streaming, or you want your own website as well. Head over to downrightnetworks.com, talk to Joe, um, and check them out today. Also, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget about the one, the only, Robert Bruno's Digital Illustrations. Uh, he's done everything from Comic-Cons all over the United States, Marvel, Pro Sports, he's even done WWE. Uh, one of the coolest artists out there, and he's got some of the greatest artwork that you've ever seen, all hand done. Um, I got a couple of his pieces hanging up as well. Check out BrunoDI.com today and get one of his badass artworks to hang in your room. All right. Uh, so, Gorilla, um, Brian, I know you said you had a couple things that you wanted to talk about. You want to roll through those? Sure. Uh, speaking of roll, um, WWE, uh, Seth Rollins has been announced as a cover athlete for the new WWE 2K18 video game. Um, I think it's an apropos choice. He's pretty hot right now. So, although his feud we'll get into later, I'm not a big fan of, but uh, probably one of the best people I have right now. So, it, it makes sense. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, for current people, I would have either chosen uh, AJ Styles or Seth Rollins, uh, since I would imagine Seth Rollins is a WWE baby boy. Uh, they probably went with him over AJ. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Here's a here's a fun tidbit. What about bringing back the whole Raw vs SmackDown theory to the games? Remember when they had them Raw vs SmackDown? Yeah, that would be awesome. I've seen a couple of fan art covers for these things, and uh, I like they had the they had the Rollins and AJ, uh, AJ on it. It looked pretty awesome. The yeah. Rollins AJ Styles fan cover one was awesome. I loved it. I thought it was uh, fantastic. It was phenomenal. It was phenomenal. You can't build Wait, that without an architect. It was freaking phenomenal. Ah, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> See what you did there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, okay. Uh, so, what about the game, really quickly? Anything we want to? How about this? What are we looking for in the new game that we either didn't see in the last one, or we're just like expecting them to improve on? I am looking for uh, longevity out of it because I get the games every year, and every year I say I'm not going to get the games, and I get the games because it has one cool feature, and I'm never happy with them, and I, I don't go back to play them. I play live play it for like a month, and that's it. Like, I don't feel like there's replay value in it for me personally. I'm hoping more they go more towards back to GM mode now that they have the GMs and commissioners. Yeah. Hoping maybe we get that mode back in there a little bit, but uh, I'm not going to hold my breath for it this year. I am hearing a more in-depth um, career mode because they did drop the production of the game for PlayStation 3 and Xbox. It's now solely a PS4, Xbox yes. One game. Um, so with that, uh, they can focus on the, the gameplay engines and creating a more in-depth storyline for like the story mode, you would call it. Yeah, like, because I mean, they can definitely pack the games out with all that uh, built-in memory into the discs. Even uh, they don't even have to worry about that. Even if they want to make a DLC, stro like solely D like a downloadable game, uh, they can make it as big as they want. Yeah, I think, too, with the, the tagline, uh, be on one, be like no one, I think we're going to get a revamp career mode. Definitely seems what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. um, but I I like the career mode, but I haven't I haven't liked it the last few years. 
I'd hope they go back to what SmackDown 2 was. I think that had the best one. Mm -hmm. Endless with the random characters popping up time after time. And definitely the best one. And the tag team, you can play with two players as part of it, too. Yeah. So they had an actual ranking system. Yes. Gimmick. Yeah. So the one thing that I do like about the newer ones is if you have it on, like, next-gen systems, at least as far as I know... Um, if my friends have it and they're on my uh, like my Xbox Live account or like my friends list, the, and they're playing the game, they'll actually show up in my universe, and yes. I can actually feud with them. That's actually a cool addition. They should just build on that. I think. Yeah, we'll form a trio. Three of us. Yeah, that's uh, definitely something we've uh, talked about. While we're talking about the game, do you want to talk about the uh, future thing we're gonna do, or we're we gonna wait for that until the game comes out? Um, I mean, let's uh, let's hype it. Why not? Uh, we're talking about okay. it, so uh, let's at least tell them what we're planning. Okay, cool. So uh, this was kind of a brainchild of mine for a bit. Um, you know, we, me and Mike have talked about doing something with the game before, just kind of our own creation out of it, though. But um, me, Dan, and Mike decided that we're gonna do a like a sim universe sim. Um, we're going to template it out. Uh, we're going to rotate pay-per-views. We're going to draft our own rosters, um, draft belts, draft shows, stuff like that. Like, we're starting from scratch, and we each get our own show. Uh, we have a, a, a somewhat of a salary point system. So, based off their ranking, it's what they're worth to the show, and they have that taken out of their total. So, uh, I think it's going to be something a little fun. We're going to give uh, results out on the show as well. Uh, so we'll keep updated on that, or, as well as the website as well. Yeah, I'm actually excited about this. It's you know, a fantasy spin on uh, on pro wrestling, and obviously we have a big affinity for pro wrestling, as you guys have uh, already figured that one out. So. Yeah, and we plan on doing the draft live on one of our podcast episodes as well. Yeah, that's going to be fun too. Um, all right, so uh, moving on from the game, uh, what else do you got for us, Brian, as far as uh, Gorilla? Uh, next thing is um, big shout out to Cody, Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare. By the way, I love that name. I have to get awesome. that shirt. Yeah, I wanted to. I want they, that shirt so bad. We're gonna go to the mall one day and they have them on hot topics. They're putting them in nationwide now. Yep. Every single hot topic store is gonna have the ball club merchandise. Yeah, I want that American Nightmare shirt. Yeah, I want that. I want the villain club too. Oh, that's. Uh, but Cody won the Ring of Honor World Title. Uh, last week or week before is it now um but yeah uh big shout out to him he's doing amazing things since leaving wwe big big star now uh i honestly you could tell WWE was not utilizing correctly he's do he's so good right now he's at the he's not even at the top of his game i don't think he's yet to reach his pinnacle no he's uh he's definitely not uh climaxed i guess uh, you would say but uh, without a doubt, he's doing way better than he's he ever did in WWE, um, and I'm actually going to touch upon that in a little bit um, in, uh, I guess, what you could call a rant. Um, but, uh, but I mean, no, everything he's doing is fantastic. I mean, it's making me watch some of these, uh, you know, less uh, lesser-known NJPW and ROH shows, um, and they're all, like, they're great, and the matches are so good, and I've become such a big fan of Kenny Omega over the past couple of uh, weeks and months. Um, and he, like everything that I'm watching from like those two specifically is just brilliant. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's they're both so good. You know, Young Bucks the same as well. 
I've always been a fan of them somewhat, really haven't watched much of their stuff, but, you know, it, Cody's getting me more into the into the independent scene, especially now watching Omega, watching the match he had with Okada. Two matches he's had up with Okada, actually, so big things, I think, are coming, and I can't wait to watch more of their stuff. Yeah, um, and you had said just before, uh, touching on the next topic, uh, Okada vs. Omega 3 has been announced. Yes, it's going to be the the last match of Block B, I believe, in the G1 Climax Tournament this summer. So their match will take place on August 12th. Um, it's one of the final two matches from the from the Block segment of the G1 Climax Tournament. Um, which is, I've never watched the G1 Climax Tournament before, but just hearing the format, it sounds really cool. Um, so I'm probably going to follow it this year. If I don't get to watch everything, I'm going to just at least try to follow it, see how everybody's doing, uh, especially Omega since he's in it. Um, and then we get to see Omega Okada 3, and they're saying there's a good chance that that matchup could set help set up the finals of that tournament. Because the, the finals of that tournament... Um, help determine the number, uh, basically the number one contender for their biggest show of the year, the Tokyo Dome show in beginning of January. Mm-hmm. Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom, yes. Yep. Which is every year, I've, I've, I've watched it for the past, uh, what, two or th- at least two years, and I, I've actually enjoyed it. It's just, uh, it's a lesser production value, but again, you know, the wrestling is what they focus on. It's not all about production value, it's about the in-ring performance. Yeah, which is way different than what we're used to. And uh, Dan, you had uh, brought this to light uh, just before we uh, we started recording. Why don't you take over for uh, this one? So Brock Lesnar is the latest Raw superstar to be added to a SmackDown uh, live event show. Uh, he is now scheduled to face. A SmackDown opponent on July 29th, and that is none other than Baron Corbin. Surprise. Thoughts, fellas? Baron and the Beast. <laughs> I can see the music in the movie right now. I can see them dancing together. It's yeah. kind of awkward, actually. Baron and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, could this be a tease to them setting up the fact that Corbin could cash in money on the bank on anyone? No, God, don't do that. It's SmackDown only show, which will only be cashing on SmackDown. Just my thoughts. No, I, I think he can only cash in on SmackDown. I don't think he can cash in on either. Yeah. I don't know. They specifically said that. I'm pretty I don't sure think they said it, but I think they've kind of insinuated it's it to insinuated. a degree. But because they, they never said, well, they said it's a SmackDown live show, so I guess they're kind of leaving everybody to believe it's going to be a SmackDown. Mm. I think it's so for the world title. Maybe they world swerve everybody. God, don't, don't do that. Don't. <laughs> we leave him on SmackDown because if he goes to Raw, he's gonna get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Let him become uh, the world champion on SmackDown first before he moves to Raw and they bury him. It seems like uh, the WWE title is the only one that really means something right now. Anyways, the Universal yeah. title is just kind of like a I, I don't even know what to call it. Prop belt. Yeah. A cash cow. Like, I guess it's their cash cow title. It's, it's a championship, pal. It's Yeah, it's a title, pal. Don't call it a title. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm so I'm getting more and more excited for these guys that they're lining up with Lesnar because it seems like they're getting smart. Uh, it's not just your typical, you know, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, which unfortunately is more than likely what we're going to be looking for at WrestleMania next year. So I think they're trying to get uh, these... 
What? Not necessarily. No, no, no. There's there. big rumors now that they're fast tracking it and we're getting it at SummerSlam. That? Yep. Since that's why Reigns came out on Raw, was it two weeks ago, and claimed that he's just proclaimed he's number one. Oh. Yeah, because the Strowman injury screwed everything up. So they moved up Joe, they moved up, and then moving up Reigns. They're fast tracking Reigns because they, defined, they I think they finally decided that they can do other things. And I'm hoping, above all else, this means a monster push for Braun. Mm. He gets the WrestleMania spot, and they turn a major babyface. Because he's already there. Oh, he's, yeah. He is that, uh, I don't even know. He's probably circa Brock Lesnar 2002. That's what I, I would w- compare him to. Yeah, I don't want to get too much to it now, because we'll talk about it when it gets to Raw. But... We'll talk about Braun Strowman when we get to Raw. Okay, perfect. <sighs> this just it, this push though for Reigns to fight Lesnar at SummerSlam worries me about Great Balls of Fire. With their, you're match. just worried about Balls of Fire. No, I'm worried <laughs> about Strowman and Reigns in an ambulance match. Why? Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. So, Mike, I believe you have a uh, rant you want to go on now. Uh, yes, enlighten well, us. Sir. Do you do you want to talk about Impact buying GFW first? Oh yeah, sure. We can talk about that. Okay. So Impact what GFW were done. <laughs> okay. Uh, they did make Jeff Jarrett the, the chief creative officer. Yeah, that's the thing now. And he's a part owner as well of Impact uh, in Impact. Yeah, well, 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 that's the thing now. Yeah, because that's gone well with every other company he's uh, you know had his finger in. So you know what you know. he he started off probably better than Dixie. He, yeah, than Dixie. He started off well with Impact the first time around. He brought investors in because he couldn't fund it. I understand that, and then they wind up buying him out. So, yeah. I mean, he lost his passion for the company. They ruined it. They buried everything about it. They signed all these old WF guys, which are the same issue WCW had. And then they brought in freaking Hulk Hogan to run the freaking show, and that <laughs> turned out horrendous. That was, a, that was a kiss of death. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm hoping Jarrett's not. Jarrett's not an idiot when when it comes to wrestling. No, he's not. Yeah, he's kind of overbooked himself in TNA sometimes, and at least now he's staying out of the way. He's bringing in people that are going to help make it better. Um, he he's, has Bruce Pritchard there, even if Bruce Pritchard's not contributing in a creative fashion because he says he's not right now. Mm-hmm. You know what? It could possibly come to that at some point. Well, they and, did just fire three producers, so... Yes, I know. But, you know, hopefully... Maybe even Bruce Pritchard hopefully will help out. I don't know. Uh, it'd be great if he did. Uh, they have some decent. Uh, they lost a lot of the talent, unfortunately, but they've got a few guys that could do some stuff there still. So hopefully they turn around and you know become a steady promotion. And they're trying to do it the right way now. They're bringing in some of the indie guys that have a lot of hype. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, Desmond Xavier? De- yeah, Desmond Xavier yeah, is one. Yeah, apparently he's extremely good. I haven't really haven't seen any stuff. I caught so. some of his match. He was in one of their X Division. There's a title match. Uh-huh. I caught a little bit of it. He's, I saw him pretty good. I saw him with a match there. actually uh, against uh, Ricochet. Okay. On it was a separate independent scene. It was a crazy match. Huh. Nice. He's he's just as athletic as Ricochet. Okay. Damn. Interesting. Okay. I mean, and and honestly, if all else fails, uh, they could turn to uh, his father and just get the greatest chicken salad recipe of all time. Yeah, exactly. A little it, bit of mayonnaise. Chicken yeah. salad in a cage. Well, you know. <laughs> steel, right. Salad steel cage. Salad. I want that shirt so bad. Yeah, I kind of want that shirt too. 
I want to buy a shirt for the fact of, A, owning a shirt, and B, getting a call from Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, that's um, that should happen. Those are good A's and B's. Those are great A's and B's. Those are. All right. <laughs> All right, so everybody needs to buckle their seatbelt um, because... Oop, oop, diatribe time, diatribe time. <laughs> Here we go. So listen to this. Um, and this is for a couple specific smarks. Uh, that think that they know everything there is to know about wrestling. Um, and I'm not saying I know everything about wrestling. I don't think Brian knows everything about wrestling. I don't think Dan knows everything about wrestling. None of us do. But let me tell you something. Because all of you little assholes that are clinging to the fact that the the Attitude Era was the greatest era in professional wrestling, you're all delusional. You are delusional, dumb fucks. Because it's not... It is not by it is in no way, shape, or form the greatest era of wrestling. It had three of the greatest at like athletes of wrestling, professional wrestling, yes, without a doubt. And they knew how to make a bad gimmick work. Because let me tell you something, right now it's not creative. It has nothing to do with creative. And all these people that are online bitching and moaning like creative sucks, guys. Creative is bad. We need to get new creative. No, no, you don't. Because let me tell you something. The yes, yeah, Stone Cold was a you know above and beyond what he should have been, and that was a great gimmick. And you know what he made that—that that had nothing to do with creative. But when you have something that is given to you, and you are above and beyond a better at like performer than everybody else, you're going to make something work. And if you're given something that shouldn't work, and you make it work, a la New Day, you're fantastic. Okay, that is creative being the worst that they can. New Day. And guess what? The superstars make it something fucking memorable and fantastic. So I don't want to hear that creative is bullshit because creative is doing everything that they can. It's cyclical, people. Everything that happened in the Attitude Era was everything that happened in the Golden Age with a level notched up just a bit. Okay? It got edgier. That's it. It was the same fucking stories. It was the same shit. They just got edgier. That's it. That's all it was. Okay, so I don't want to hear anymore that creative is bad and this or the product today is bad. No, it is not. The product today is probably the best it has ever been. The like the superstars that we have today are some of the best we've ever gotten. And the fact that you guys are bitching about like Jinder Mahal's the champion, why? Well, like, why are you bitching that Carmella got the the briefcase? Like, don't bitch about anything. Enjoy it and, and just appreciate everything that you're given. Because I'll tell you what. If you want to keep bitching and moaning that, you know, ROH is greater or NGPW is greater, let me tell you something. Two little jack nuggets that just do fucking super kicks for 45 minutes, they're nothing, okay? Because that's why the Hardys came back. That's why the Dudleys came back. That's why all these people want to come to WWE. I'm tired of saying it this way, but WWE and uh, Bradshaw got it 100% right. People come to the WWE because this is the place that makes people. Not ROH, not NJPW. Yeah, you're a great athlete, you're a great performer in NJPW and ROH, but you're not shit until you come to WWE and do it. That's it. Okay. I got that off my chest. Hashtag dive? Hashtag dive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when, we, when we post this episode, hashtag dive it. Yeah. <laughs> can the, the should the po should the title of the episode just be hashtag dive? Yeah. Yeah, we can do that. All right. Yeah. I mean, what, am I wrong in any? Like, you guys could be honest with me and tell me like you're wrong here or you're wrong there. Mike, we always take the opportunity to tell you you're wrong, even when you're right. So. Listen, I agree. I don't even like the two little jack nuggets that do super kicks all the time. 
I like the young books. I don't like they don't do anything. They don't, Brian. Like, I, and again, they, that's your opinion. Like, you are entitled to like whoever. I like John Cena, and I get shit for it all the time. Yeah, but, I mean, they could sell merch like a mother effort. Yeah. Young well, bucks and their their personality is funny. Yes. In ring wise, no, they have nothing. They have cool spots. That's why. Nothing. That's they it. Have some cool spots. They got. They have, they have some cool moves. They're the definition but, of a spot. Monkey. Spot yes. monkey. Yeah. But when given the opportunity with to work with other people, they have some pretty good matches. They're also when tiny. They the they're tiny as fuck. Yes. Oh, That's they're why super they tiny. Junior tag team champions in 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 Japan. They're not the he- tag team, the heavyweight tag team champions. They're the junior champions. That's a thing. Yes. yes. Oh, You've never seen that in IWGP? No. They have junior everything. New Japan has about twenty belts. That's unnecessary. They have for every heavyweight title. There's a junior of the same. Essentially, okay. yeah. All right. Well, there's tag team championships. There's a, they just created the U.S. Championship. They have the Intercontinental belt. They have the IWGP. I have the junior um, IWGP. The jun- yeah, the junior IWGP, junior tag team. Um, there's another one. There's a couple more too, I believe. I, don't they even have like a featherweight or a lightweight or something? I like don't that? think. No, they don't have that. They have um, they have like a, no. Somebody has a never open weight, but I don't think it's Japan. I don't know. They have a shit ton of belts, and it's like no reason why. They actually have more belts in WWE than in the Attitude Era. Yeah. <laughs> that that's a lot. That is. Uh... <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh wait, Dan has the list. Okay. All right. Let's hear it. Hold on. Current championships. Uh... Oh yeah, never open week. They do have that. Wait. Let's. This is a total of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, eight times they just created their eighth belt. They have a never open weight six man tag team championship, junior heavyweight tag team championship, junior heavyweight championship, regular tag team championship, a never open weight championship. I don't even know what that means. I don't either. IWGP Intercontinental Championship and the heavyweight championship. And they created and they just created the United States. And they just created the US heavyweight championship. All right. I mean, mm-hmm. if you if you yeah. want that many titles, go for it. Why not? Yeah. Los Ignorables de Japan is the six man champion. Yeah. Yeah. All well, right. Apparently, good faction. Do we want to talk about Raw or SmackDown first? Um, I'm gonna go with SmackDown first, okay. even though Raw's had some good moments lately. SmackDown's still been a little bit better. Yeah, and uh, I want to touch upon Talking Smack, too, if either of you guys have watched it. I have not, but I'm sure Dan has, because he usually does. What? We're Talking Smack. I actually haven't watched it this week. Oh. I normally watch it every week. Um, I just I just watched SmackDown when I got home from work today, so I'm actually fresh on SmackDown. I haven't had time to catch up on Talking Smack yet, but I did see here, apparently, Daniel Bryan rapped with the Usos. Uh, he did, and uh, I would say that Kevin Owens had his best moment on uh, on Talking Smack to date. It was the best Kevin Owens I've ever seen. <laughs> nice. He just, I'm going to have to watch that later or tomorrow. Yeah, he just he's such a different person on Talking Smack. It's so good. And the fact that I, like everybody knows he has a great relationship with uh, Renee Young makes it even funnier. <laughs> yeah. 
So just that's I mean I don't want to give too much away so we won't talk about talking smack uh, now um, because I don't want to ruin it's it's really it's just funny and it's over the top like just so you got to watch it and if you haven't uh, not even Brian and Dan like anybody out there go watch Talking Smack and if you don't watch Talking Smack start doing it because it actually it definitely adds to uh, to to SmackDown. Um, so what do you guys want to touch upon on SmackDown besides a lot? <laughs> Um, so my biggest thing is, um, I want to talk about the world title situation just because it's one of the better things going, I think, right now in the company. Agreed. In my opinion. Um, Jinder is a fantastic heel. Yep. Yes. Um, he's doing great work. Obviously, his best work that he's ever done. Uh, I love him with the Singh brothers. They're doing a great job seconding him. Um, you know, good title defenses. The only thing I don't like about him is his finisher. I, I think it looks weak. The col- it looks what is like it called? The collage? impact to it. What was that? What's it called? The collage? Uh, yeah, yeah the collage. Okay. What I, does I, that mean? I don't know. It's probably Punjab or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I would assume. I don't know why. I feel like I say, whenever I say Punjab, I feel like saying a dirty word. <laughs> 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 no offense, no offense to anyone, but I feel like I'm saying a dirty word. Um, but I think it could be a good or a bad thing that they're bringing back the Punjabi prison match. The first two that they did were horrendous. Yup. But I think with the with two guys like Jinder and Orton, Orton can work with anyone, and he's just a natural, gifted talent. Ginger has been, he's not the best worker still, but he's been solid and he's a good heel. And the Singh brothers can still get involved in this match by climbing in. Um, I think it can be done correctly with them. But what I want to see the most out of this to build up to Battleground with this now is I want to see some heel promos reminiscent of the old school steel cage matches, like especially when you saw the NWA. With the horsemen and in like war games and behind the cage cutting promos, or you know, fire in the cage behind the cage cutting promos, and all the old WDF guys in the cage cutting promos, shaking the cage and stuff like that, just like in front of like a blue screen or something like that. I want to see that again. Yeah, it makes a, a, a good heel promo, I think, that much better when you have that element of like not danger, but like that essentially danger in there. And he's like. You know, this steel, I'm going to rake your face across and stuff like that. Obviously, it's going to be a little bit different because you have the bamboo. But, you know, I think that would add so much to it. And Ginger is so good at talking Yeah. that I think that could be really good. So Daniel Bryan actually said something on Talking Smack that I actually thought as I'm watching Smack. <laughs> what? So, Sorry, Segway. I looked up what the word callous means because callous, whatever. Is, wait, wait. Is it, does it mean, <laughs> what do you have? So I, I looked it up and it says it means finished. Oh, really? So his finisher is called the finished. Okay. So the so de- his finisher legitimately means finisher. <laughs> okay. It's, it's literally just Punjab for finisher. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so what I got was it's a type of pastry that holds a dollop of fruit rimmed by a puffy pillow of supple dough. <laughs> that is not what I got. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to send this to you guys because I'm literally, I am I wish I was fucking joking. I'm pretty sure Mike's just hungry. 
Um, so uh, what was I say? Oh, so Daniel Bryan actually brought up a good point on uh, Talking Smack, and I thought he, it. He looked up Slosh. He, he spelt you spelt it wrong, Mike. Did I? Yes. How, how do you spell it? It's K H A double L A S. Oh well, I yeah. all right, whatever. Fuck off. It's Slosh. <laughs> I don't know how to fucking spell Punjab. <laughs> you hungry much, Mike? <laughs> Great moments in American podcasting history. Uh, Ooh, it says supple dough. Yeah, Ooh. like literally the definition of this, like it's just like the most exotic like definition of a food I've ever seen. There's our first shirt, the collage. <laughs> it's supple dough. Uh, it should say supple dough on the back. It should say supple dough on the back. <laughs> Oh, fuck. I just derailed the shit out of this show. Let's <laughs> get these great balls of fire rolling. Oh, yeah. Man. All oh. right. Uh, okay, so I was talking about how uh, Daniel Bryan had brought up a good point on Talking Smack that I thought while I was watching SmackDown. You could have had um, uh, great colleague. Oh, my God. Wow, what the fuck? Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal pick any, um, like, st- stipulation of a match that would have involved the Singh brothers to give him an advantage. However... He picks a cage, a double cage match, basically, where you want to think that they can't get involved and, you know, they're going to be one on one. So it, it, it obviously it's creative that did that, but it also makes Ginger look a lot stronger because it's like, hey, I can pick the cheap way out, but I'm not going to. Yeah, exactly. I, I love that. I love that he did that. And it's the first thing I saw when I saw that it was coming back to. And, you know, it's like, you know, Orton wants to kill him right now for, for messing with his family, messing with his father. Yep. And you pick a match where you're going to be confined with him and there's no escape. Correct. Yeah, there's no way out of that. It's like the most face thing a heel can do. Exactly. Oh. Um, I, again, I, I thought that the, the segment with them on SmackDown was great. Jinder's uh, just getting better and better as we keep going. Uh, I don't think we're going to see him as champion for much longer, but I think he's definitely said, like, hey, guys, if you ever want to do this again, I can handle it. Yeah. I hope we get to SummerSlam with him as champion. I, I think we I do. Think I don't. Happens. I, this is supposed to be their blow-off match. Yeah, I think so, John Cena gets it at yeah. SummerSlam. That's why he's a free agent. Oh, really? I mean, I can... No, that doesn't make sense, because that means that Cena would beat Flair's record. I don't think they yes. do that. Oh, that's true. They, it's also Vince and have the Flair's record in the coming WWE, so it doesn't count anyway. I don't know. Something tells me that, like, Cena doesn't want to... Like, Cena's okay with being tied with Flair. <laughs> I don't think he wants to break it. Then why, why are they hyping him so much for SmackDown? I don't Unless know. Unless he's going to be in that Independence Day Battle Royal for the u.s title why not yeah i mean you he could be uh, yeah we've done kevin owens and john cena i mean it was a great feud but no, they've done they it didn't do it for the u.s title though yeah, no, they did no they didn't no. wasn't one of the no. matches for the u.s title no actually won i don't think maybe i actually think one of them was, i think the last match cena Cena won, won was for the u.s yeah title. i think it was oh okay sure. yeah i right. think you're right and that's the one that cena won yep okay that was one where everyone went, uh, I don't think Kevin's winning this one. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Um, so uh, I don't want to touch upon the obvious from SmackDown yet. Is there any... Oh, um, again, New Day, probably one of the greatest promos New Day's done. Did anybody else catch that? I actually yes. watched it. Yeah, I saw that. on uh, this. Every, they had it all over Twitter today. Well, I caught it, like as, and I'm laughing my ass off, and Lindsay's like, what's so funny? So I had to like show her 
the original one. <laughs> it was good. It was good. And they have a wrap-off next week now. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm kind I of interested to see that one. That's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have... Two more, two more things before I think what I think I know what you're talking about for the obvious one. Okay. Um, it looks like we might be getting Mike Bennett Canellis, whatever the hell you want to call him. I don't want to call him Mike Canellis. It sounds so weird. Yeah. I want to call him Mike Bennett. And I love JBL uh, Zinger at Money in the Bank, by the way. He took her last name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny when he said that. Um, but I kind of don't know where they're going with this gimmick. It's kind of just really weird. I understand they want to make them the par- apparently the it couple of SmackDown. That's why they gave Miz an entourage, which we'll get into later as well. But um, it's still weird. But it looks like they're setting up him and Zayn, which I think will be awesome if they do. Um, so I'm very looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely think the uh, the Sami Zayn interrupting them too was a good way to introduce the feud uh, without them touching each other. It's, uh, you know, I always like ways of uh, feuds coming about without having to have, hey, we're in a feud. Like, very obvious, you know? Yeah. So can, I thought that was can, good. Can I touch Maria? No. Oh. Okay, well, my next thing is... Um, I like how the fashion files have evolved into fashion vice. Yes. Um, it's good. And we're just quick before we get into the actual segment. Um, if they keep evolving, can they please become FSI fashion <laughs> investigators? Yes. Like, yeah. it's a double entendre waiting to happen. Like, yeah. can that please happen? Yeah. Once again, comp tickets and stuff. All right. I have a meme. Okay. Yes. <laughs> 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 he has a meme, guys. <laughs> um, but I thought the segment was great on SmackDown. Uh, they interviewing Ascension about who about if they attack Tyler Breeze and they want to play good cop, bad cop. They just play good cop, good cop. <laughs> they give him fucking cheese tray, and they give him Eddie money tickets. Like we don't listen to this stuff. We only listen <laughs> to thrashing. <laughs> but the fact the fact that Victor was kind of getting ready yeah. to take the tickets and Connor had to stop him, and then they they took him at the end of the segment anyway. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They snuck him at the end of the segment, and they got two tickets to Paradise. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's fucking great. I miss that. If this revealed as the Colognes doing it, which I think it was going to be from the beginning, I'm going to be upset to a degree because it's like, come on, the Colognes, really? I kind of feel like this is an opportunity to bring in a tag team, but there's really nobody else left to bring. Yeah. Heel turn for American Alpha? Ooh. Ooh, I like that. See, I was thinking heel turn for Hype Bros. I still think they split, though. <sighs> I think that's where that's going to. Uh, yeah, they yeah. split. So, obviously, without uh, going right into Raw, do we see the Hypros going the route of Enzo and Cass? You see, we talked about this on the Money in the Bank preview show, so we want to get your opinion on okay. this first. Okay. Oh, just just in, oh, just in general? Yeah, yeah Okay. we already talked about this. So, I... And I think I've said this before um, because it made perfect sense. I think I said it right after the WrestleMania episode, or our WrestleMania episode, I should say. Um... It, it makes perfect sense because Zack Ryder had a WrestleMania moment and it was like kind of like thrown to the side. But now, you know, Mojo Rowley, he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and he's a bigger shot than uh, 
or he's a bigger star than uh, uh, Zack Ryder. So either one could turn heel and it would make sense. Um, but I think it makes more sense for Mojo Rally if they want to move him. Whoever they turn heel, I feel, is going to get the bigger push, basically. Yeah, see. I there's feel- more There's more wiggle room for a heel to move up the card than there is a face, I think, at the moment. There is, to a degree, but also you'll have Corbin and Owens ahead in the pecking order. Mm, yeah, that's and right. have AJ who can turn at any moment too to face Nakamura or any of the faces too. So yeah, but in that in that in that vein, you also and you have then gin, and you have Ginger now too. But in that vein, if you look at the face side, you've now got returning John Cena, yeah, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Sami Zayn is yeah. in that category because he's he's going with those Nakamura. guys. Nakamura, Ziggler to a degree Ziggler, on the heel side, yeah, heel side on the heel side. Yeah. So. It's not good either way. I think if that happens, it's going to be a heel turn for one of them, just to probably move one of them to Raw at the end of at the end of the year or something like that. Hmm. Um. So yeah. Okay. Before, and we have one last thing to talk about SmackDown before we go to Raw, right? Yes. And that would be they're popping up in this bitch. <laughs> um, James Ellsworth, right? Yes, James Ellsworth. Okay, cool. The the wait is the, the big hog, big hog, the big hog. So, were you guys upset, indifferent, or pleased that they redid the Money in the Bank match on SmackDown after the Money in the Bank pay per view? Um, I was pleased because that ending at Money in the Bank was fucking confusing as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't mind the ending at Money in the Bank. I, I thought it was. It didn't make any sense to me. I understand. I knew exactly right away uh, what they I did. I knew what they were, and I figured they might play it, that it, in. It also, it, I wasn't happy with it because of the way it ended. It was like the historic match, and yeah. So, I mean, it, it, also it was kind of annoying. It ended but, very early and very abruptly. Yes, that too. But okay. I, I was okay with how they did it because I feel like it could have done a little bit more. I just feel like with um, the women's, they usually they tend to sh- cut the matches shorter for these specialty matches. Mm-hmm. And they don't do as many spots as I, I feel like they could. Because I feel like some of these girls, like Charlotte, Becky, um, even probably Natty to a degree, would go all out for some of these matches. But, like, same thing with the first women's Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Sasha and Charlotte didn't have too many spots. Like Their matches had, get legitimately neutered. That's what happens. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is a downfall to these matches. Like, yeah, we got this match, but it's like... It has none of the bells and whistles that you normally get, so mm. it's like it's extremely toned down. <clears throat> it's it sucks. So that was my biggest complaint. Right with the match of Money in the Bank, um, I think the match put together on SmackDown was actually a little bit better. You had a little bit more chasing and going up and down the ladder, and a couple more cool spots like when when the four of them were on the ladder at the same time and it wound up tilting over. Mm-hmm. Like, that was cool. You didn't, I don't think we saw that at Money in the Bank. So they had some different spots. So at least there were some new spots in. So I, maybe that was the reason why. And they did that is because they knew they were going to do a second match. But I, I'm, I'm happy Carmelo won. I, so that was my thing. Um, the Yeah, I agree with you. They definitely neuter <laughs> the uh, the specialty matches for the women. And it, it, I think it's um, without saying that, you know, Charlotte and Sasha wanted to do so much more in that Hell in a Cell, and Vince just stopped it. Like, he would not let them do do half of the things that they wanted to do, which I guarantee you they offered more on the, you know, the first ever Money in the Bank match. And, you know, I'm sure Saint Shane and uh, Vince tried to 
put a kibosh to that because uh, it does. They don't want them to get hurt because obviously, the the image is you know women are frail and you know they can't do what the men can do. But I think once they get away from that. Maybe if they get away from that, I should say, we'll see a little bit more from them. But we definitely know that people like Sasha and Charlotte are willing to go above and beyond in these matches. I was upset that they kind of redid the match. It didn't make sense. But I'm just glad that they didn't give it to somebody else. If they had done that and maybe like Becky won or even if Charlotte won, I would have felt like it made no sense. Um, But the fact that Carmella still won makes it all the better. Like if they just... What's that? No, it was agreeing. That was really the only way to go. I, I agree. I mean, if you would have stripped that from her and then gave it to somebody else, it would have really just destroyed her. Yeah. Um, I, I think they did the right thing having her win twice. It kind of solidifies her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that she did it mostly without Ellsworth there. I mean, I know he came out at the end of the match and he helped her up, but he didn't actually grab it for her this time mm-hmm. or do anything really to help her her win other than pick pick her up and pick up the ladder. So I thought that was nice. But I just want to talk about Carbon in general right now. Like, the last two weeks, she's had some really good promo work. Like, she's improved leaps and bounds on the mic, and I think it's really showing now. And even her in-work, her in-work work is still not the best, but it's getting better. And she's, she's becoming one of the better heels they have in the women's division. Oh, yeah, I agree. Agreed, yeah. Um, SmackDown has definitely got some of the better talent uh, as far as the women's division, although it was nice to see the uh, the women's division on Raw um, kind of come together over the past couple weeks and just really show themselves what they can do. Um, the only thing that I was disappointed in was the, the length of the women's title match rematch. Um, you had Lana look very strong at Money in the Bank and then look very weak in this last episode. Uh, yeah, this last episode. Yeah, it was it, like what sixty seconds. I don't even know if it was that long. It was, like they that. showed the whole match on a Twitter, you know, Twitter video. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I like the fact that she jumped Naomi before, before the bell even rang, and then she hit her when the bell rang. She ran into her in the corner, and then she hit her finisher. Um, I actually was kind of hoping for a title change there. So Lana is champion, not because for any reason other than because Lana is champion would be awesome. I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it was a short match. I think it was a little detrimental to both of them, but um, I don't know where Naomi goes from here. I don't think Carmella is going to cash in right away, I, unless she cashes in in Brooklyn, which I think is probably going to happen. Mm. Either she cashes in beforehand and sets up a match, or she cashes in surprise that night. Hmm. That might turn her baby <laughs> Oh, it just might. Oh, yeah. But That might be a Ziggler moment. Okay. Um, I, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like she needs to dump Ellsworth, though, Carmella. Agreed. I think I think what needs to happen is next week on SmackDown, she comes out. I did it all by myself. Ellsworth, like, what are you talking about? I, you know, I helped you up, and then she goes, "We're through," and she d- kicks him to the curb. Um, and I know it's not going to happen anytime soon, but I would absolutely love to say see his name. Say his name. Say his name. Say his name. Carmella say and Cass together yes. as heels. See. I think that- it, it would suck. The only thing I would suck about it is because it would be that Carmella would not be a wrestler anymore. I feel like out of it, which would suck. Yeah, no. But I want to see them together. Both give them the belt. Unless they, you know, put them together, like Dan just said, give both them the belt or get them some feud, some people to work with another opponent for John and Nikki if she comes back, or uh, if Daniel Bryan does somehow make a miraculous turn, return to the ring. 
Nikki, uh, Daniel and Bray, or you know, turn Miz face and Maurice face or whatever, and, and have them go against Cass and Carmella. They have options. Yeah. So here's my thoughts on that because I th- I've thought about that too, but instead of Carmella going with Cass, which is clearly the obvious choice, um, and this will really segue right into Ron, uh, the Raw side of it. Um, what about Carmella with Enzo? Yeah, but Enzo's so face right now. Yeah. So turn Carmella. I mean, we just talked about it. Turning Carmella face. Yeah, but I think she's better as a heel. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, she definitely has the heel persona down. Uh, she knows what she's doing as a heel, um, but there is a face turn in her future, without a doubt. And again, oh, yeah, yeah, with uh, with everything that's going on with Enzo and Cass right now, which I'll, we'll touch upon that right now since we're talking about it. Um, I just think having Enzo basically with saying like, "Hey, I got some backup," and it's and it's Carmella, and they really tie that into the whole real life relationship and just really fuck with Cass. <laughs> See, I, I feel like if they do that, it's just a swerve waiting to happen, and Carmella turns right around on Enzo, um, goes gets over on him, and joins Cass. Like I feel like, and then that's the ultimate betrayal because like Enzo helped bring her in down in NXT and everything like that. If you believe the vignettes and everything like that, so I think that's the ultimate you know heel build heat builder for the two of them mm. is. You have Carmella turn on Enzo, who who brought her in in theory, and completely destroy destroy him by his two best friends in the business turning on him. Yeah, they true. instantly <clears throat> skyrocket in heat and are probably the most hated heels on Raw. This is true. Yeah, very true. So, what did you guys? Before what, we segue to Raw, I yeah. just want to bring up one quick point that we, uh, we that we're going to talk about real quick. Mm. So, anybody noticed all week long? Historic events happening on WWE programming. The women have main evented Raw, SmackDown, and, and NXT. NXT tonight. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. the first time in WWE history that women are main eventing every major show in a single week. Holy that's shit. awesome. I didn't think about that. Neither did I. That's pretty awesome, though. Yeah. <laughs> and they, I haven't watched NXT from tonight yet, but seeing some of the feedback on Twitter... Uh, I saw just saw a tweet from Drew Galloway actually as we're recording this that said, "This is the reason I wanted to come back to uh, come back to WWE was because of uh, matches like this. Ladies take a bow. Wow. So I can't wait to watch NXT tomorrow when I get home from work. I gotta catch up on last week's episode too, but last week's and this week's I cannot wait to watch the last woman standing match." It's going to yes. be awesome. It was uh, Asuka versus, uh, what the hell's her name, from Sanity, right? Nikki Cross, yeah. yes. Okay, yeah, that's going to be fantastic. I didn't watch it yet. I did watch uh, Ember Moon's match back, uh, which was halfway decent. Um, no, I that, did not watch that yet. It was, Yeah, it wasn't bad. Um, it was obviously your you know regular run-of-the-mill comeback match. Uh, the match that I thought was actually really good, which I'm not a big fan of him, was uh, Cassius Ono versus, oh my god, who the hell did he call? Alex Black? Yes. I haven't watched that either yet, but I heard it was good. It was good. Okay, I got I got I got to watch that and I got to watch this week's episode either tomorrow or Friday. Okay. But uh yeah, that's pretty awesome and getting into Raw. I think that was one of the best things from Raw this week was um the women's match and the ending I wasn't happy with, but I absolutely love this build that they're on for Naya and She's absolutely turning face at SummerSlam. Yeah. 
I cannot see it going any other way. She's they're building her up like crazy. They're building her up like crazy. She's doing everything. She's not really being a heel so much anymore. I feel like she's just doing what she does mm-hmm. at this point. It's kind of almost like Roman Reigns. She's not a good guy. She's not a bad guy. She's just the girl, the woman. <laughs> um, and Alexa is being that that chicken shit heel, yeah. which I think it works great for her, especially in the size difference. Yeah. <clears throat> so I feel like we're going towards a Nia face turn. So here's my question for the Raw segment, uh, the Raw match, or whatever we want to call it. It was uh, like a gauntlet. It was a yes. gauntlet, not like a gauntlet. Um, why have Nia do all of that, go through every single woman, destroy, like literally fucking decimate Sasha Banks for Sasha Banks to just win? What was the purpose? I, I don't know. I, and that pissed me off. I did not want Sasha to win that at all. No. I'm tired of seeing her zumble. I think it was a, a way to make Nia looks strong, but at the same time, not give her the full push yet. Yeah, I think she gets that match at SummerSlam. But don't think, make her tap I think out. They're wearing, I think they're waiting to coronate her for a big moment, that's why. Okay, but I get that. But then don't make her tap out. Have her lose by countout. Have her do anything. Don't yeah. make the monster heel or monster woman. like That's like Braun Strowman tapping out. <laughs> Would yes. you ever want Braun Strowman to tap out? I didn't. I didn't listen to the commentary, but did they play up the fact that she'd been through four or five matches already? Oh, absolutely. I, okay, so they're 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 padding the loss there. Yeah, they're I cushioning get, it. I get you. I mean, I get it. But again, the, and and I know I just went into a whole rant about creative being great and everything, but this is different. This is like <laughs> this isn't creative. This is booking. Ex- thank you, thank you, Dan. I know I love you for a reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, like. You have, again, somebody that you want to look so strong, and all she's doing is tapping out to a woman that's what? I don't know, half her size? <laughs> and that hold, that hold looked like it was awkwardly on. It yeah, was. She doesn't really apply the bank statement very well anymore. Well, it, I mean, she was applying it from, like, a standing position, too. Like, Naya wasn't going down. Yeah. So, I don't know. All right. But, uh, yeah, but all, overall, like, that, that whole gauntlet thing was fantastic. I thought it was very yeah. well done. Yeah. And Nia's constantly getting better. Like, Agreed. just Agreed. week after week. She's their version of Baron Corbin. Yeah. Came up probably a little early, but it's doing absolutely nothing but improving yeah. every week. Her and Alexa. Yeah. Well, yes. Agreed. It, both of them. Alexa was underrated, I think, when she and underused when she was in, in NXT. That is true, too. She's like the only... Like, think about it this way. So you just said it. Think about... Can you name any other person that, was, that they've done that with? They didn't use them well in NXT. They come up and they're even bigger. Not really. I think no. her is the only one that comes to mind. Everyone yeah. else, it's the opposite. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, I mean that's that's, that's a big that's a big Triple H sticking point right now mm-hmm. with uh, creative as far as the the main shows is. He feels like the guys that he's bringing them from NXT are getting mishandled entirely. Correct. Yeah, which I mean to a degree they are. You got guys like Sami Zayn and. Who aren't being used properly. I mean, you got a couple of people like Baron Corbin who's being used pretty well. How about the fact that they rebranded Nakamura as the fucking artist? I can't. I love how Kevin Owens is ragging on everybody. Oh, says he's, they hate I that name. fucking Kevin Owens makes my heart hurt. I like him so much. I know. <laughs> Honestly, at this point, yes, you know what? The artist is kind of stupid, but you know what? In a few years, we're not even going to care anymore. Oh, it's the artist. It's, we're going to be calling him that. You know we are. 
No, I'm going to call I'm him not. the King of Strong Style, or I'm going to call him Baka Fucking Mora. That's what I'm going to call him. Baka Fucking Mora? Baka Fucking Mora. I agree with Dan completely on that one. Okay, you two love birds. Uh, let's move on. All right. Um, Can we talk about the next best thing on, on Raw? Go ahead. Braun Strowman. Yes. He's he, like the next four best things on Raw. I know, right? Um, can we talk about how he threw Roman Reigns into the side of that ambulance? That was amazing. Oh, God. <laughs> that was great. That was that was a la Rey Mysterio getting lawn darted by Kevin Nash in WCW. Yeah, well, that was. So, yes, that, that exa- that's exactly what that was. And that even goes back to before Braun got injured when he just, like, launched him in the backstage area. Where you just <laughs> talked about Rey Mysterio who is, what, four foot, like, nothing and maybe weighs 130 pounds versus Something Roman like Reigns, who is clearly a much bigger man. Like, that, yeah. that is mean, some I, strength. I will give Roman Reigns some credit, too. He's got hops. He's got crazy <laughs> he, hops. He got some hops. Yeah. Like, he jumps over the top rope for, the, for that uh, Samoan dive thing, and he clears it by, like, two feet sometimes. Agreed. So he's got hops. He definitely yes, helps. But, but Strowman, did you see the the initial throw where he threw him onto the ramp? Yeah, oh no, that no. was Joe Roman. No. That was all Strowman yeah, because was. Roman was off balance when he did that. Yeah. So Raw was basically people getting thrown into things, a la Joe and Lesnar just destroying the fucking entrance uh, Titantron, whatever that is. Um, Enzo getting launched down the ramp. <laughs> and Roman getting launched over the into the freaking ambulance. It was the launching episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, just, I just love how in the last two weeks that Braun's been back, he's made Raw watchable again, and he's in like two segments. Dude, the crowd yeah. reaction for him is insane. He's the he's the best face that they have that they won't make him a face. They it, think he feels still. He's totally he's literally the opposite of Roman Reigns. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Roman Reigns is the anti-Braun. Because yeah. I won't say Braun's the anti-Roman. Because yeah. fuck Roman. This is true. Yeah. Can that be the other hashtag? Hashtag fuck Roman? Yes. <laughs> That's another shirt. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag dive. Hashtag FRR. Roman Reigns. Um, so, FDM, FRR. So do we want to save the heartbreaking moment for last? We'll talk uh, about that one last. What, and John Cass? Yeah. We'll we'll wait on that because um, I do want to talk about uh, Joe and Lesnar. Yes, we haven't talked about this at all recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love the bill that Joe is on right now. Yep, he is the most believable competitor for that Brock we have seen against Lesnar since Lesnar came back in what 2012. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I feel like he's the only guy that we've seen built this way for him, and he's become the most believable competitor. Outside, even better than Cena, better than Triple H, better than Undertaker, mm-hmm. better than anybody that's faced Brock Lesnar. I absolutely love the fact that when they're dragging Joe away, he's screaming, I run this, you don't want none. I run this, you don't yeah. want none. Yeah. He, yes. And he was yelling, I did this to you. I yes. did this, I to, did you. this yeah. to you. It's, he is so good as a fucking heel Samoa Joe. Yes. He's turned Lesnar's face for now. Yep. It's not going to last, we know that. He's turned Lesnar face. He choked that fucking Paul Heyman. Like, that gets sympathy right there. Everybody loves Paul Heyman. Exactly. That's instant heat. He is by far... Braun Strowman is the best face they have in the company. Samoa Joe is the best heel they have in the company right now. 
But begs to begs you to wonder how does this match end at Great Balls of Fire? Uh, I don't know. Unfortunately, it's gotta end gimmicky. Unfortunately, I don't think Joe wins. No, I don't. Not. Not either, I but I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a clean win for either. Yes, but at the same time, I saw this online earlier today before we started the show. Before you came over, Dan, Eric Bischoff went out on his podcast and said, "This is one of those times." Where you need to change your booking, even if it's not what you had planned. Mm-hmm. As Joe is on such a hot streak right now, that this is not something you can ignore. He is the biggest monster heel you have, because obviously Braun Strowman is not a monster heel anymore. No. He's a monster face. Yeah. You need to put the strap on Joe. I agree. And you need to you need to have the belt on the show. And you put that belt on on Joe, not only can he Fight for his own. You put if you want to bring Triple H or Stephanie back to back him, you absolutely could too, and it makes him that much stronger. Yeah, makes him that much more of a believable champion. And then you can he do anti Rollins when he was the sneaky run around use Triple H to yeah, shield. Exactly, this is the opposite. He's gonna stand in front of Triple H. Yeah, yep. and he's Triple H's shield. Yep, and I think I I want him to win the belt. I don't think they're gonna do it, but. I think they're missing an opportunity if they don't do it. Let you know what? Let Reigns get his match at SummerSlam or Reigns Lesnar Joe because Lesnar wants to use his rematch clause or whatever. Joe needs a run with the belt right now. If not, it's going to kill all his heat and all his momentum. Well, that's the problem right there. If Joe doesn't win against Brock Lesnar, everything <laughs> he's doing right now is for nothing. And I, I agree with Dan. Like, yes, he can win. He can lose in a gimmicky fashion, like a dusty finish or something. Um, but it's still not going to progress the momentum that he has. Like, he's still lost to Brock Lesnar. The thing that really resonates with me right now is after everything happened, they interviewed Paul Heyman on Raw. And the thing that he said that really stuck out to me was. All I know is that after Great Balls of Fire, I'm very scared that I could have a very angry former Universal Champion on my hands. Yeah. That that kind of like sounded like, like, okay, we're thinking about putting the belt on Joe. I think it's all just doubt. They're trying to create doubt. They always do this. Mm. They're just I, doing I, a much better job of it right now. Yes. If, that's what, if, that's, if that's what they're doing is just creating doubt, ooh, congratulations <laughs> Creative, you've done it. I, I also, Very good. I also feel like this is Joe shooting on Lesnar too. Like I think he's taking. Usually Lesnar doesn't give much, in the way of moves and stuff like that, and I think Joe is just shooting on him right now, and he's like just like legit, like he locked in that choke. Yeah, he and, turned pink. I'm sorry. He, did you see that photo? He was <clears throat> fucking purple. Yeah. Yes, he locked that and choke. In. Yeah, he, he did. <laughs> he did not let Lesnar take him down. When he went for that that double leg, that first confrontation, that double leg Lesnar shot on him, he did not take Joe down. That's no. the first time I've seen that since Lesnar's been back. I know he's taking everybody was, else down. That was he the first thing I him. noticed, and Jim Ross brought it up immediately. Yep. He like he tweeted about it two minutes later. He goes, "That's <laughs> the first person I've ever I've ever seen not go down when Lesnar shoots a double." Yep. He goes, "I don't know. I I don't <laughs> know if that was what that was." He goes, "I've never seen that happen before." Yeah. Because he, he drove him back a good couple of feet, yes, but at the same time... He didn't go down. He didn't go down. He stayed on his feet. Lesnar went for the double leg takedown and the elbows that he throws. You know how he cut Cena open because Cena slapped him and he didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like this is the same thing. Joe's 
put a choke on him, and Lesnar's not gonna be too happy. But he was pissed out because he could, so he couldn't do shit. So this is gonna be a very <coughs> physical and a very grueling <coughs> match at Waples. And I cannot wait for it. When was the last time we said that about Raw? Yeah, yeah I know exactly. The, the, I mean, the the shittiest pay per view name of the year is actually turning into what could be one of the better pay per views for Raw in throughout the yes. year. Oh, it could, speaking it could of that match, name, of the, it could be match of the year for Raw. Yeah. Speaking of that name, did anybody see that Lawler tweeted out today that that name is not going anywhere? It's going to be an annual event. Of course uh, it is. Yeah. He said everybody needs to come up with new jokes. <laughs> uh, so they they are aware that we are making phallus jokes with it. Um, yeah. They don't care. They don't. Yeah. yeah. Who's the talent's doing it? So here's a, here's a question for you guys. We're talking about the finish of this match, um, and obviously we'll uh, I think next week will be the uh, predictions for the match, if I'm not mistaken. Um, or the the pay-per-view, I'm sorry. Um, what Would you guys be upset if it's a no-contest match? Like, the bell never rings, they just beat the shit out of each other all over the arena, and they call yeah. it a no-contest? Yes. Yeah, but, well, then you'd have to push the match. You just forget the match, and it never happens, and you move on to Reigns-Lesnar at SummerSlam? I don't... No, I, I would be pissed if that happens. Um, if it, the match starts, and, like, they have to stop it because of blood or something like that... Mm. I might be okay with that. If they legit go at each That's other, do it. if they do what happened at WrestleMania 32 with Lesnar and Reigns and, like, they legit hardway each other, yeah, like, I'd be okay with that. Wait, like, and you know Joe can take it because they almost had to stop his match with Balor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, takeover when he was just <clears throat> he pouring just blood yeah. out of his face. He oh, was he leaking. Was, he uh. almost blood on Stephanie because Stephanie was sitting in the front row for that match. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what was I, I, I literally, I just had a thought and I just lost it. All right, never mind. Um, bu- bu- so what, uh, I think the only thing left to talk about on Raw is, uh, is Enzo and Cass, right? Um, I got two things. Oh, go ahead. Um, even though I absolutely love both of these guys, they're two of my favorites right now, I'm not thrilled with the storyline between Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt. I don't know where it's going. Uh, I, I mean, I get the storyline. I'm just not happy with it. No. <clears throat> it It's Bray Wyatt's a god, and Seth Rollins doesn't believe he's a god, and he's trying to take away everything away from Seth Rollins. Like, that's really it. Did, like, did he call himself forward. a demigod, though? Uh, I don't remember. I think, I think he called himself a demigod <clears throat> in the last promo. Rollins called him a fake god, and Bray's feelings got hurt, and his panties were in a bunch, and... He was wearing JoJo's panties. Now he'll be the God Slayer. Probably. They'll call him the God Slayer. Oh, they can still call him King Slayer. Well, yeah, because Bray be the King of the Gods. Yeah, something like that. I, I just don't like it. I don't know where it's going. And the last thing I have is I'm not happy with the Raw Nouns team. No. Like, it's they don't know, one, who's a heel, who's a face. Times they're all heel, they're all face. I, I don't know what the fuck's going on anymore. Yeah. Corey Graves is face half the time now. Booker T is a heel, and then yeah. Corey Graves is heel because he bashes on Elias Sampson and certain people. He hates Enzo. Yeah. He hates Sampson. He cheers on half the divas. He backs <laughs> up half the faces. Yeah. It, Booker T just says things. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's not even words. I mean, you're talking about the man that gave us Shucky Ducky Quack Quack. quack. Okay, I use that, so it's funny. It's Shucky Ducky Quack Quack. It's funny. It's awful. 
when that the whole clusterfuck when Josh DeHamel was on, or Josh DeHamel, what the fuck his name is, Josh was DeHamel. on board the other night on commentary. It's like he was actually trying to call the match more than Booker T was. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, look at that. Sheamus did that. And then, like, yeah, it Transformers, the new movie, and movie with Sheamus. And like, Booker T, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You're getting outperformed right now. So, like, what the fuck is going on? And, and he wants to stay on longer. And even Cole is, like, heel half the time, too, now. It's like, yeah, but, but the heel, you know, did this, and that's justified. And you, if he didn't get caught, he's not disqualified. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? So I think eventually they're going to turn Graves' face because they want to do this stupid... Bailey storyline? This oh, God. Bailey love angle thing yeah. that they want to do. They're going to kiss at SummerSlam, apparently. I don't yeah. like that angle. I don't, like I don't know. Either. Mike, have you seen that angle? I have. I'm not a fan of it. It doesn't make sense. Mike just mm. wants to be the one that kisses Bailey. I don't. I think she's awful. <laughs> um, what was I going to Oh, so. I mean, if it was John Cena, then it's another story. Possible. Um, uh, speaking of people that had no business being on Raw, can we talk about the Triple Bs? Oh, my oh God. My God. I actually, actually wanted to bring this up. We're going to actually talk about this. I don't want to talk about this. It's just stupid. It's awful. I don't want to talk about them. I want to talk about something I heard about Miz and Maurice. What's up? Uh, apparently, the reason Miz is getting an entourage oh, yeah. is because they're uh, going to kayfabe uh, break up Miz and Maurice on television. For what purpose? Uh, I also heard the reason that they're doing know. the entourage with Miz was because they want Maria and Mike to be an it couple. And that's why they're giving them an entourage because the differentiation because they don't want two heel uh, it couples. That's so, so they gave they gave him an entourage, which is, by the way, I said entourage many moons ago. Where's my fucking cop tickets? Because they're not calling them entourage; they're calling them Miztourage. Yeah, really? bud. The that's literally what they posted on Semantics. on Twitter, Facebook. They're called the Miztourage. Mm. Semantics. All right. Yes. tickets. All right. Uh, so yeah, the balls were on uh, Raw. They should not have been. It was the worst segment I've ever seen on Raw. Uh, fucking what is it? Lonzo is the father. No, Lavar. Lonzo Lav- is the draft. Lon- okay, Lavar running to the ring was the dumbest shit I've ever seen. And I know I'm going to sound like a horrible racist here, but the way he was flailing his arms as he was running could only lead to being. Uh, like literally compared to one primate like how stupid are you to look like that while you're running who's that shit what um, send the bike send the bike oh man mike he's sending you something it's 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 amazing okay <laughs> all right um, um but yes uh it, it was a waste of time um, by the way, I'm not happy that Bo, Wa- Bo Dallas is in the Miztourage because he's looking a little Wyatty. Very Wyatty. I was kind of hoping uh, he'd join with Bray and we get, uh, you know, the reason why we break the Hardy Boys. Um, yeah. Brothers versus brothers. Broken Matt, broken Jeff. Wyatt's break them. Just things, you know, that I'm saying. Yeah. Gonna, gonna keep the, <laughs> gonna keep the podcast going. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get this ball rolling, guys. Yeah. Let's get this LeVar ball rolling. Yeah, I was gonna, I was literally just gonna use that line. Um, alright, so the last thing on Raw, 
uh, that we'll touch upon because we're actually uh, we're rolling through. This is actually longer than I thought we would go. Um, so for the past, obviously, couple weeks, we knew for a fact that it was going to be Cass that had attacked Enzo. Uh, it turned out to be Cass that attacked Enzo, which was a little weird the way they initially um, revealed it. I think it was a little awkward and a little forced almost, I, I guess you could say. Would that be accurate? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a little weird. Yeah. So they saved it um, this past week on Raw with by far one of the best heel turn segments I've ever seen. Um, you have Cass. Enzo is pretty much crying in the middle of the ring like we're brothers. Cass is telling him, like, you're, you're my brother. Like, we're, we're in this till the end. Like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I'm stupid. And then I'm waiting for it. Like, I literally waited for it the entire way up the ramp. And then he clotheslines him and just destroys him. Yeah. Like, I love the speech that Enzo gave on Raw. Like, it's so awesome. Um, it's some of the best work he's done, especially from an emotional standpoint. Yeah. Uh, it felt like a very real promo. <clears throat> and then, um, like you said, I was waiting for it the entire time. You knew it was coming. Cass was going to get him at some point. Um, not for one second that I believe they were going to get back together. Um, and then it, it happened, and <laughs> and then Ron Darting ensued. What? <laughs> Chris Black. Chris Black. Yeah, that was still sad. Uh, so for the uh, the, the wrestling slash baseball fans out there, uh, Judge hit his twenty seventh home run tonight. Yeah, we're watching yes. the game right now. Dude, this guy is insane. You may have heard me yell yes, like faintly before. That was when he hit the home run. Okay, I got gotcha. you, <laughs> dude. He's got. Listen to this. He's got sixty two. I, I, I mean, I know we're doing a wrestling podcast, but shut the fuck up for a second. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's got sixty two RBIs and twenty seven home runs. We're not even at the All Star break. Nope. Yeah. What the fuck? Baseball scripted too, so. Yeah, exactly. It's fake. <laughs> it's fake. <laughs> it, it's written. <laughs> Who writes creative for best for yeah. baseball? They, uh, they could probably use some. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So, anything else that we want to touch about on from Raw or SmackDown? Um, I think I think we touched I don't everything. Really think so. All right. Yeah, I think touched on everything there. I think so, too. All right, so uh, before we wrap up this episode, uh, we're going to have a series of um, episodes coming out um, over the course of the next couple weeks, months, whatever. Um, our producer, I guess you could call him, uh, Chris, brought up the idea. We thought it was great. Uh, it's a road of a legend. Uh, name is tentative, of course, as always with us. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to have a full episode based on a specific stupor, stupid star. Uh, superstar. Um, starting Hogan at some point, so superstars, right? It's true. Um, so we're going to start with the, you know, obviously back in the day, um, you know, the classics and uh, work our way through and just how they, you know, they how they molded us as wrestling fans. Um, so we'll go over, you know, the Hulk Hogan's, the Macho Man's, the you know, Ric Flair's, Mr. Perfect's, Austin Rock, so on and so forth, and uh, we'll go all the way into today's superstars. Um, and that's actually something that I think we're all pretty excited to do. Uh, won't be, maybe, maybe they will be long. Maybe they won't be. I don't know, but, uh, they're going to be fun and I, we hope you enjoy them at least cause I know we'll enjoy recording them. Um, other than that, next week's episode is going to be the, uh, predictions for, uh, great balls of fire in your pants. Um, so, uh, look forward to that. Uh, Brian, Dan, you got anything before we go? No, I think I'm good. All right. 
All right. So with that, uh, I'm the God That Runs the Pod for the New Face of American Podcast and the Multimedia Maharaja. We are signing off, and it's just too bad. No, we're too good. <laughs>